Are you looking to make some change this year in your business and maybe your life? If you are, then maybe we should have a chat. You can head on over to speaktopete.com and book in a chat with me and we'll see if we're a right fit. Usually is around improving your communication, improving your process management, and improving your accountability within your business so that we can take away some of the frustration and give you back more freedom. Isn't that why you got into business in the first place? So head on over to speaktopete.com and let's have a chat. Being open to the idea that, that your leadership ultimately will be experienced and critiqued by others and they will decide whether you're a great leader or not. Whenever we can awaken ourselves to that perspective and unlock it, find it, invite it, we can ignite growth and change in our lives as leaders. And that's what I found to be amazing about the leaders I've worked with. As you were saying that, well, a quote on feedback just kind of came to me. And I think it was maybe Ken Blanchard that said, feedback is the breakfast of champions. Mm. And it's what it's what feeds you and gets you going in the day as a leader. It's what it, it's what ignites change, right? Hey, it's Pete and welcome to another edition of the Simplifying Entrepreneurship Podcast. It's the series designed to help you change your entrepreneurial worries and wants into wins by providing the tips and tools that will help you cut through the chaos and create clarity using systems that will transform your business and life as a leader. And today... I had the opportunity to speak with Tim Windsor from Favesco. And, you know, Tim's been working with leaders for almost 30 years and shares so much wisdom today all around the idea of feedback, gets into his Ignite model and lots of other great stuff. Stay tuned for a wonderful interview with Tim Windsor. Hey, Tim, it's great to have you here on the Simplifying Entrepreneurship Podcast. Awesome, Pete. Thanks for uh, having me. I'm looking forward to this. It's going to be a great conversation. Yeah, you know, I really wanted to get you back on as soon as I could here and was happy to be a part of your podcast, The Uncommodified, a few months ago, I guess now. It was a great conversation, and I think we'll probably touch on a couple of things there, what we're going to talk about today again here on this podcast. Absolutely. You know what? The listeners are loving that. It was a great conversation around your wheel of momentum and all the stuff that happens there. And it, it's trending really nicely for listenership. So they listen for, for, for you, not for me. And that's the same on this one. So really looking forward to our conversation today. And it's going to be around this idea that great leaders are not just open to feedback. They invite and ignite with it. So for, for me, for the last 30 years, I've been working with leaders all across the globe in multiple continents, multiple countries, political leaders, uh, community leaders, business leaders, uh, lots of different political leaders. And as I began to look at them, I began to recognize a trait in them. You know, a lot of people will say, well, I'm open for my people to give me feedback. You know, yeah. when they give it to me, I'm open. But what I began to realize that transformative leaders that were leading at a high world-class level, they did, they weren't just open to feedback. They, they weren't just open to the idea of receiving it. They, yeah. they aggressively and consistently invited it. And they found ways to invite it in ways that caused people to give them truthful, transparent feedback that would be helpful to them. They had mechanisms, either in person or with tools, to invite ongoing feedback and review of their leadership. And then they used that ultimately to ignite and start new opportunities to grow as a leader in their life. That's the thing I noticed about them. They didn't just, they weren't just open to it. They didn't just tolerate it. I mean, you've met some leaders like that that are tolerant of feedback. Oh, yeah. They invited it and they created this environment that was just this 
place where you could give feedback, again, respectful feedback, but Mm -hmm. you could give people feedback so that they could grow their capacity to lead. And I think it was born out of the idea fundamentally that those leaders understood that they weren't the primary recipient of their own leadership. And that although they had good intentions at times in their head and in their heart, they didn't always translate well as they worked with their team. And so being open to the idea that that your leadership ultimately will be experienced and critiqued by others and they will decide whether you're a great leader or not, whenever we can awaken ourselves to that perspective and unlock it, find it, invite it, we can ignite growth and change in our lives as leaders. And that's what I found to be amazing about the leaders I've worked with. As you were saying that, well, a quote on feedback just kind of came to me. And I think it was maybe Ken Blanchard that said, feedback is the breakfast of champions. Mm. And it's what it's what feeds you and gets you going in the day as a leader. It's what it, it's what ignites change, right? And when we talked a little bit about that, the wheel of momentum side of things, it's like giving the confidence and getting all of that sort of stuff gets that thing rolling and it really ignites it. Tell me a little bit more about how you feel with that phrase that you say that it invites and ignites it. So for me, those words go together. So, and for me, ignite is a, is an anacronym that I think of as well. So ignite is such a powerful word. The idea yeah. of ignition of catalyzing action through igniting something for me, ignite also stands for an acronym that I've used over the years. And that is input, giving new insight to elevate. Yeah, that's okay. great. So what happens is, is that as we invite new input and we gain insight through it, we can use it to elevate ourselves. And so Ignite is not only an idea, and I think it's mm-hmm. a simple word that has a lot yeah. of power within it. It's really an acronym for a process. You know, I, I, I get input, I, I gain insight, that new insight gives me something that I can elevate with. And that's what I, I've just found that leaders do. Now, a lot of times, Leaders and in and, and companies like 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 the work that you do and the work that I do with my co- with my customers, we design processes that help invite and ignite. We invite people into a feedback process, maybe formal or informal. We protect the anonymity of the process, of course, because there's a big that's a big part of it. Oh yeah. One of the one of the challenges, obviously, in leadership environments is to get honest feedback. At the end For of the sure. day. It's very hard for some people to give honest feedback about their leader who ultimately is in charge of their destiny. Hmm. And, so their, in, and their and their income. Right? And their income, yeah, right. Yeah. So in so a, creating an environment where people are invited into particularly a what I would consider, you know, a sort of a, a blind r- a process in the sense that, uh, you know, there's not going to be a backlash because that's what kills these processes either personally mm-hmm. or organizations, right? For sure. is, yeah. is the insecurity of a leader who says they want to invite feedback, but when fact, when they receive it, they don't respond to it in a mature way. You know, what you and say and what you do, right? They, they say they want it, but they actually act in a different way. 100%. So, so to me, it's this process of, and there's two parts of the process. If I invite feedback, but I don't do anything with it, then I'm not honoring the process. When I invite and then I use that data, that, that perspective to ignite new growth in myself, then I'm, then I'm moving from both parts of the process. And the example I use with leaders, you know, years ago, a professor once said to me, he said, Tim, truth is like your hand. It looks different to me than you. And so, you know, in this video today, when I look at my hand, Pete, I see a palm, but you don't see a palm. 
That's right. So truth is omnidimensional when we think about it. And people are omnidimensional. We are complex beings that need to be observed from multiple vantage points to knit together, like sort of like a 3D model, to knit together a full perspective of ourselves as leaders. We need the unique vantage points around us. And the way I look at it with leaders, I, I use the term, I would say, look, you have a unique but not a complete vantage point. Right. So leaders have a unique vantage point on their organization. They have a unique vantage point on themselves, but not complete. And I need you, Pete, to complete the picture of how Tim Windsor is experienced in the real world. And that is what separates, in my opinion, what I would consider the difference between a world-class and an Olympic-class leader. It's right. the nuance of invitation, invite, ignite, and then ultimately deliver higher value to the people that we serve as leaders. I love that framework. And I think it's just lays it out very clearly, really excited about a couple of those and using that acronym too on ignite. I thought that was a really good one, Tim. You know, one of the other things that you raised uh, when we were chatting about earlier was that great leaders are goal sellers, not just goal setters. Yeah, well, so kind of funny, the other day I was dealing with a senior leader and I was making a comment to them. I said, I said, here, you need to understand that you are a salesperson. And the person yeah. looked at me right in the eye and said, I'm not a salesperson. I'm a senior executive. Mm. I said, no, that's the problem. Right. See, the reality of the way I look at it is if our goal is to set goals, setting goals is not achieving goals. It's ultimately the selling of those goals to ourselves and others that causes them to be achievable. And so what I, because I've done a lot of consulting and training on the sales side of industry for almost 30 years, what I've recognized is the same discipline that I use to sell something, a product or service to a customer, is the same process actually and discipline that I would use and I do use to set and sell great goals to people. Because we even use this term, you know, oftentimes you're talking to a leader, Pete, and a guy's struggling or a lady struggling with people coming on board and they say, well, my people didn't buy in mm -hmm. to the vision. They didn't buy yeah. into the goal. Well, that's a transactional term, buy yep. in. Yep. So I say to leaders, when they complain to me, my people didn't buy in to the goals, I say, well, maybe you didn't sell very well. Exactly. See, the idea that they didn't buy in puts all the blame on them. If I'm open to the idea that, in fact, part of the reason they didn't buy in is because I didn't sell well, then actually I take responsibility for the experience. I mean, you, I mean, you, you, you own some retail yeah. uh, businesses, right, Pete? Yep, sure do. Okay, and I would suggest that if a person came back to you constantly and said, "I'm really sorry, I'm not meeting my sales numbers because nobody wants to buy in," you'd probably say, hmm, "You probably need to sell better." Yeah. And so the same way that I would teach a salesperson to construct an argument or to start a conversation with a customer where we would envision the value, a value proposition, where we would enter into a discussion about the potential obstacles or objections to buy in, I'd heighten desire emotionally and from a neuroscience perspective, the same is true for goal setting and goal selling. And so what I do when I train leaders, I have a process that I lead them through I call it the go process, the goals and objective process. It's called the yeah. go process. Okay. And ultimately, it starts with visualizing the future reality of the goal, breaking it down into that action plan. But then mm -hmm. it looks at the obstacles or objections to buying in because it's the obstacles or objections in any sale that ultimately derail the sale. Exactly. And so what I do is I have a process where I take leaders from just concentrating on being good goal setters to ultimately being great goal sellers, but they also have to sell the goal to themselves. 
Because what I've noticed a lot of times when I'm working with companies or leaders and they're struggling to achieve goals, the painful reality is the leader themselves is not bought in. Yeah, they haven't sure. bought into their own goals. Exactly. I think leaders, good leaders, actually spend more time selling internally than they do, you know, externally. And that's what it really is. It's about, you know, the vision, the mission, all of that other stuff. It's about the culture. You're always selling that within your organization so that the organization can put it out to the world. I, I totally agree with that because ultimately, you know, you, you cross a Rubicon, I think, as a leader where you're, you know, you're no longer selling products or services to your external customers. You're now selling goals, dreams, aspirations yeah. to your leaders and your people. For sure. You're, you're getting them to buy into a strategy. You're getting them to buy into a direction. You're getting into them to buy into a value set, mm-hmm. or ultimately you're getting them to buy into the understanding of your brand and how that brand is extended through the behaviors and actions of people. So the process in a sense isn't any different. It is a selling process. And when we, when we think about that adoption process, when people, as people go through that, you know, a lot of leaders will, you know, sort of flippantly say, well, you know, my people, my internal people are my internal customers. You know, to be very frank, that is lame and anemic <laughs> language for many leaders because they'll say their people are customers, but they don't treat them like customers, meaning yeah. they don't try to sell to them. Exactly. They believe that they have to do what they say because they pay them. And that sure. is a painfully bad approach to leading people because humans make choices every day, whether they're going to buy in or not, even if you pay them a salary. Yep. No, that's very true. And and I think, you know, a lot of this stuff, there's a lot of good wisdom out of 10, 15 minutes here today. And our time is almost up, believe it or not, Tim, we're going to have to do this again, I think, uh, down the road and have, have another little chat. But uh, before we do, do you have any sort of final words of wisdom here on all the great stuff we've talked about today? Yeah, for me, it's all about personal accountability. Both of the things we talked about are leaders taking a responsibility and accountability for one, their own development and their own success. You take responsibility for your own development by inviting great feedback, being open to it, receiving it and igniting with it. And you you become a better leader by understanding that people don't just have to do what you say, that you have to sell them on the value proposition of partnering with you. To me, these are the critical things of leadership and are the things that frankly, over the last 30 years are the main struggles of many of the leaders I've worked with. Leaders who capture this idea become catalytic and world-class in my opinion. And, and that's what I think it's all about at the end of the day. I love that. It's time to ignite right on. So Tim, tell everybody how they can get a hold of you and how they can learn more about you and your business and all the great things you do. Well, I appreciate that. So, I mean, I have a, I've had a business for a long time. It's called Fervesco. Fervesco is a Latin word that actually stands for to bring to boil or ignite. Surprise, surprise. So a little bit <laughs> on brand for me. And so uh, my website, fervesco.ca, that's F, F as in Frank, E-R-V as in Victor, S-C-O.ca, or the uncommodified.com or uncommodified podcast. They can find us there and they can find uh, the, the episode that we did on momentum, by the way. Yeah. It's, it's there. Listen, if, if I can be helpful to anybody, love to. And listen, if you need a great coach, you need to talk to Pete. Uh, not, you know, I, by the way, we do coaching and we do great coaching, but Pete, Pete's the man. I tell you uh, right it's, now. All, it's all good. Uh, and I appreciate that too, Tim. It's been great chatting with you today and really look forward to another visit soon on the Uncommodified or here on Simplifying Entrepreneurship. Awesome. Thanks very much. Uh, thanks, Pete, for having me. 
Thanks so much for spending some time with me here on the Simplifying Entrepreneurship podcast. And think about how you can apply the conversation with Tim today on the topic of feedback. Go and look at that Ignite feedback model. Think about the importance of inviting and igniting feedback to enhance your growth of your business and your leadership. You know, how do you get the input, gain the insight, and elevate your business and team? Understand your vantage points and observe those various angles that Tim talks about. Great leaders are goal sellers, not just goal setters. You know, lots and lots of great stuff here with Tim. So thankful that he joined me, and I'm hoping to have him on in a future episode down the way as well. If you like the podcast, please share it with your friends, invite them to listen, and most of all, subscribe to the podcast so you can hear future episodes. I see every review and will personally respond to each one. For more information on my coaching and leadership programs, visit more.coach, that's M-O-H-R dot C-O-A-C-H, more.coach, or email me directly at Pete at more.coach. And until next time, make it a great day. An ironic media production. Visit us at ironickmedia.com.